0: Hey family, it's your sister Jocelyn here, and welcome to another episode of Faith on the Journey. If this is your first time tuning in, we welcome you. We are so glad that you are here and want you to know that we're committed to helping you strengthen your faith, heal your heart, and discover a sense of community, and we do so through a variety of ways by connecting you with a team of Christian counselors and offering trauma healing groups throughout the year. You can learn about these resources and so much more by visiting our website at faithonthejourney.org. Again, that is faithonthejourney.org. Now, today I'm excited to welcome a sister who is a powerhouse doing some amazing things for the kingdom. Latrice L. Davis, for over two decades, has been a champion for chains, expertly navigating the realms of nonprofit management, program development, and partnership building. But outside of all the professional credentials she has. She also teaches people about resiliency. And I'm very excited about her talking about the art of the bounce back today. And so welcome to the show, Latrice. Thanks for accepting my invitation.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you, Reverend Jocelyn.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm excited too, because this topic is extremely important. And with all the things that we've had going on in our lives today, resiliency is key. And so we're going to get into that. But before we do, we want to just have you share a little bit about yourself, your background, and kind of what led you to even get into the work around resiliency.
1: Oh, like there is so much to share, not only from a professional standpoint but also from a personal standpoint so what i'll say and what i love to start with is like i am born and raised chicago girl through and through right and so i'm an only child born to teen parents so let's start off there that's number one with resilient right resilient living was in my blood from the very get-go because my mom walked across her high school graduation stage with me in her belly while my dad was away in the army for that first year. So starting off, that was a big part of a story that I didn't even recognize right until I was later. But my parents moved to the north side of the city. Both of them were born in Inglewood, uh, went to Harper High School, And they moved to the north side of the city so that I could attend Walt Disney Magnet School. And I always, you know, think about that now that I have my own daughter. And as I started thinking about school for her six years ago, um, when she started elementary school, you know, I reflected on the fact that my parents moved from their environment, from what they knew, from what they were familiar with, so that I can have a great education. Um, and it didn't stop there. You know, my my education took me to Whitney Young High School. I'm a proud dolphin, uh, attended Creighton University in Omaha, Nebraska. That's a whole nother story for another day. And then NYU for grad school. So my, my education has been really important. My parents did not attend college, but they instilled that in me. They instilled education and in for me to have the opportunities that I wanted. And I must say, that that education has garnered me a lot of success um, along my educational and career journey. So that's been great. I started my career at the Boys and Girls Clubs of Chicago back in 2002, I guess, a long time ago. (laughs) I've been in this, I know, right? I've been in this nonprofit sector for over 20 years, uh, a youth development advocate. I love working on behalf of young people. I love helping people uh, design programming for young people. Um, and making sure that they have resources. And that has been really important to me and continues to be important to me. So I still do work with nonprofit organizations across the city and across the country. And this resilient work, The Art of the Bounce Back, really came about from a personal loss Uh, nine years ago when my daughter was just two years old and i was 36 years old i unexpectedly woke up to my husband no longer breathing and he literally took his last breath laying next to me and that was a blow like none other one of the most difficult situations i've ever had to deal with to date but in all of that through all of that somehow right by the grace of god I was able to just really bounce back. I mean, literally bounce back from that situation by being very intentional about my next steps. And so I have taken it upon myself to talk to the world about that, right? I want us to have resilience conversations at every table across the world and for us to be very intentional about the conversations that we have each other about how we are getting past pain and like through these stages of grief, no matter what it is, because in the midst of all that too, I've been laid off three times from three different organizations, right? Like, you know, we can talk about all of the things. It's like, this has happened, that has happened, but guess what? I'm still here. I'm still smiling. The smile is not fake. It's real. It's genuine. I have joy literally in my spirit most of the time
0: yes amen and i appreciate that because you you being real about life will be life and life be happening to people life <laughs> be life and girl be life in. and and sometimes you be like really what's going on and and you do have to take those moments to get yourself together we don't want to be fake but at the end of the day we can come back and bounce back and still have joy in our life. And so I would love for you to talk about that process of going through the tragedy, experiencing it, but being resilient. And so let's start with defining what resiliency really is. And then what were some practical things that you did to get you to a place where you could bounce back?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when we think about resilience, we hear the word and honestly, I don't know if I had heard the word as much or really knew or understood where resilience was prior to my husband's uh, passing. Like, you know, I had gotten laid off and I was just like, oh, okay, on to the next thing, right? Like on to the entrepreneur world or on to looking for another job or whatever it is. Um, and so it didn't really hit me until that loss of losing my partner, my spouse, you know, my my person, right? The father of my child, when Paul passed, I I just was like, okay, how do I get through this? What do I do? And so I didn't consciously think about what resilience meant, but I kept hearing people talk about me as being a resilient person. And in that first iteration, what I said to myself is, okay, resilience means that I've been knocked down, but I can get back up, right? No matter what it is, you know, I may have been laid out for a minute but i can get back into the game i can get back to doing whatever it is i need to do and now i have a new perspective i have a different perspective um, than i did before so that is how i look at resilience it's literally our ability to get back on our feet after life has thrown us those blows of you know being laid off of losing a person of going through um, a flood or a fire or losing friendships or, right, the list can go on and on and on in terms of that. And some of the practical things that I did, um, I would like to tell this story, my husband passed during Holy Week, which for those people that are in the church is very, you know, it's a very significant time. And my church at the time was open. I don't think my church has ever done this before, but that particular time, it was open around the clock for seven days. It was open 24 hours for seven days. I was like, okay. So it was like 4 a.m. And I had my girlfriend take me to church. I was like, I just need to go to the church. And she was like, okay, let's go. I just walked into the sanctuary and I literally just laid out. I don't remember what I said. I don't remember an actual prayer, audible prayer coming out of my mouth, but it just, I felt a heavy presence of that's where I needed to be. And I know that that's not everybody's story and everybody also doesn't have that opportunity. But what you do need is you need community around you. You need people who are going to support you through and through. And it's not necessarily that they need to say anything in particular, but they you just need the presence of people right? Our community means so much, like I call it the crew, right? It's the bounce back crew, right? And so you need your crew of people. That's first and foremost. And, you know, unfortunately,
0: Jocelyn, we have people that don't have people I know. I know. And La- Latrice, if someone feels like that right now, that can be depressing in and of itself and making th- them feel even, you know, lonelier and worse about the situation. What would you offer them if they feel like they're in that situation?
1: I think there's a couple of things we can do, right? Like you, we've heard the the old saying, like to to have a friend, be a friend. And sometimes we have to extend ourselves in those situations. So it's kind of counterintuitive when we're going through a thing to think of others. But what if we took a moment to say, I'm going through this really hard time. Let me find an opportunity to volunteer, right? Let me just go someplace for a moment to volunteer. Or let me go have coffee at a coffee shop and just sit at a table and be open to someone speaking to me, right? Let me um, sign myself up For therapy, because that is a part of your crew as well. I was in therapy three weeks after Paul passed. like There was no question about it that that's what I needed to do. And so although that's not your friend, that is a resource and support that you can have as you're navigating whatever the challenges are.
0: Absolutely. I think that's extremely important to have a therapist and then putting yourself out there to create new relationships and understanding that it, it takes time. Sometimes, you know, you might go through a potential friendships before you find the people who you can be really yourself around. Um, but eventually I'm believing for you, if you're listening right there, um, that God will provide the right individuals uh, to be a part of your bounce back crew. Uh, and so continue to, to pray about that and plug into a church community as well. That's a good place to start. But I have a question related to the process again, going back to my last question about not rushing through the process of trying to bounce back too fast because that can possibly be dangerous or more harmful for you. Can you speak to that? Yeah, I mean, it's, I always tell people to trust the journey,
1: right? And so when people order the books, That is how I sign the book, Always Trust the Journey, because we have to be okay with whatever comes along that path, and there's no rushing anything. There's no rushing the healing process when you're grieving. There's no rushing uh, the job search if you're looking for new employment or if you're looking for a new home. Or like we just talked about with friendships, if you're developing a new friendship, there's no, you have to just be patient in it. And, you know, we learn patience as a kid when we can't get things immediately. But unfortunately, we are in an instant gratification world where we think everything is at our fingertips. And so we have to talk ourselves into this idea of patience, right? We have to be okay With whatever is happening at the time. And most of us are not comfortable with that. How do you get comfortable with that? It's really about the self talk that you are telling yourself on a daily basis. So it's like you have to wake up and affirm yourself first and foremost and understand that whatever the day is going to bring, it is beyond your control. There are only certain things that you can actually control. And when you accept that, so acceptance here. Um, When you accept that you can only control certain things, then you're able to navigate life a little differently. And you're like, okay, let me exercise patience here because I don't know, you know, why these tears are all of a sudden coming because I walked into a pot bellies. Right. Like it'll be the most random thing. And you're like, why am I so upset? Why am I hurting? Why? And then when you think about it, you're like, oh, well, the last time I had pop bellies was with my team before I got laid off or, you know, like whatever it is. And you're just like, oh, here are these triggering things. We have triggers all around us, right? And so we have to just, we got to have that internal conversation and say, okay, this is upsetting me. I'm going to let the tears flow. So I believe in like allowing, you know, whatever's happening to happen. Let the tears flow think about why those tears are flowing. If you're a writer, like, look, I keep journals everywhere, right? Like, I literally have journals in my purse, journals on my desk, journals in my bag, and pull out, you know, that pen and paper and just write your thoughts and feelings right then and there. Because then it allows you to be present in the moment. And it also takes you back to remembering I can't control what's happening right now. So let me exercise this patience and get through to the next step and just keep moving. But that's the key. It's to keep moving, right? It's not the sometimes you feel like you want to curl up in your bed and like put the covers over your head and say, forget it, right? I'm not interested in talking to anybody. I don't want to do anything. But it's like, no, keep moving. Even if they're really itty
0: bitty steps, just keep moving. Right. Keep, keep it moving. That's good. Hey family, I needed to interrupt today's broadcast for a very important public service announcement to all my women out there. If you are a sister who you know God is calling you to start your own ministry, maybe you have the desire to become a Christian life coach. Maybe you want to work in the ministry of helping those who are grieving from a divorce or major loss. Maybe you have the gift of communication and want to travel across the world sharing a message that God has given you. Whatever that calling is, I want to help you reach it. That's why I started Women in the Ministry, a community designed for women who are called to non-traditional ministries outside of the walls of the church, but they need a community. They need a little support getting their ministry off the ground. If that's you, I encourage you to visit womenintheministry.com for more information about some upcoming free events, tools, and resources to help you not only launch your ministry, but build a powerful ministry for the kingdom. Again, that's ministry.com. Check that out today. Now let's get back to the show. When you think about the work that you're doing right now, that's exactly what you did. You kept it moving to the point of creating a devotional. And so I would love for you to talk about what inspired you to write that and what is the purpose of this devotional?
1: Sometimes I look back and I'm just like, how did this even happen? But ultimately it was a challenge to myself, um, a social media challenge nonetheless. I wanted to do something um, consistently. I was telling myself that, I wanted to create discipline around different habits in my life. And so, you know, with social media, I have such a love-hate relationship with it because, you know, it gets our word out. It gets the word out to other people and you're able to reach the masses. But also there's just so much, you know, there's just so much phoniness and fakeness on social media as well. So. That's, a, again, another topic for another day. I said, you know what? I said, I've been really intentional on my healing journey, and I want to share what I've done with other people. So I am going to do a 90-second video every day for 31 days, and that was at the end of the year in twenty, either 2019 or 2020, if I'm not mistaken. So every day for 31 days, I hopped on social media I, I recorded a video uploaded it to social media for 31 days. At the time I was in a mastermind group. um, And for those of you who may not be familiar with mastermind groups, it is basically a group of people that gather together to be very intentional about the next steps of goals and dreams of, you know, your personal business or, you know, your career in terms of things that you want to do. And so I was in a mastermind group and we were talking about ideas and how to repurpose content. And I said, oh, I can turn those 31-day videos into a small book. Like I just wanted it to be like a pocket-sized book that people can take with them wherever they go. I uploaded the videos and got it transcribed so that like that took a little bit ease off of my plate. And then I edited the transcription from there and I have the vision. I actually wanted a little smaller than what it is, but this is the book and it is real easy. It can fit in your purse, in your bag. It's really light. It's a soft cover. So it's really light and it's like a devotional because it's broken up into 31 days. It's 31 principles talking about resilience and they're bite-sized easy to digest things right it's not like these big long stories and then i give you an action to do for that day as well and that is the story of how how we got here to the art of the bass back
0: That is so cool. I I appreciate you talking about the backstory to this, because sometimes God gives us a vision to do some small thing, or we take initiative to do something small, and it it just develops into something that we didn't even think about initially. And so it's just taking that small step. And I know there's some listeners out there who feel like they want to write a book, they want to do something to get a message out there, but you made it sound so simple in terms of just... (laughs) Recording, upload. I love technology. So getting things transcribed so you don't have to write all the stuff. And and maybe if you want to write a book, you can start off with something like a devotional. But just getting it done, right? Just I, I I think the other thing I really appreciate about what you said is the fact that you wanted to hold yourself accountable to doing something and being consistent and seeing it all the way through. And with the mastermind community around you, I think that goes back to the tribe, having people around you to say hey you can do this have you thought about this it makes all the difference and so just an amazing story
1: thank you and it does it makes all the difference because they were they were my hype women right it was it was a mastermind of all women and they were like yes let's go let's do it
0: Yes, we need that. We love groups like that. And so with your devotional, let's talk about some of the key principles. If you were to say like, I love uh, on day 10, I talk about this, or this is a major tip that I love for people. I know it's hard. You have 31 to choose from, but if you were (laughs) to pull, pull some highlights, what would those be?
1: I think one of my favorites, and it's just because it has continued to come up this year, and this is something that this may be a little non-practical, right? It's a little on the woo-woo side, but I have um, a day in here that talks about signs and wonders. And so people are like, signs and wonders, what is that? Well, it's whatever we really want it to be, but mine has been very real. So my husband's name was Paul Davis. And there is a company that bears his name, um, Paul Davis, and they have trucks there. It's a restoration company and they have trucks and they're it's like a franchise company. I think the headquarters is based in Florida, but it's a franchise and it's all over the place. And the first time. I saw a Paul Davis truck. I was driving and I thought I was about to hit something because I was just like, what in the world am I seeing? And it was about four years after he had passed. I I talk about that and I tell that story a lot because over the last year and this year specifically, Paul Davis trucks have been seen everywhere. I have friends that will text me a picture, like they're on the highway. In Utah, in Pennsylvania, in Florida, in Wisconsin, literally everywhere, people have texted me and like, oh, I saw a Paul Davis truck. I don't know if it's for me. I don't know if it's for you. But it's like my little sign that I constantly have, like, I'm okay. I'm covered. Things are good no matter what's going on. So we have to look for those signs. Um, I I have a friend whose mother passed. And they were looking for an earring um, that her mother had, these beautiful earrings that she had. And she could not find the earrings. And then one day, like randomly, she's like going downstairs in her house and like the earring just appeared people are just like, oh my goodness, that's kind of creepy. But I'm just like, no, it's the signs and wonders that we need to make us feel good, to make us feel safe, to make us feel protected. So I strongly, like that's one of my favorites um, in terms of, of one of the chapters. And then some other things that are just like a little bit more practical or light is like one of the things, this is day 20, I'm looking at the book now, laugh at yourself. Like literally laugh at yourself. We take things so seriously. We are in a world where everyone is so tight and on edge because we are constantly having you know, our rights challenged and we are constantly like fighting for things, fighting for equal rights and fighting for this and fighting for that. Some days you just gotta laugh. You have to just wake up and just be like, okay, I don't know what just happened, right? Like laugh at yourself when you make the mistake just just laugh, right? Laughter is literally good for our soul. And there's something called laughter, laugh yoga. You can Google it, YouTube it, whatever. There's this thing called laugh yoga where you make yourself laugh. And I've actually participated in it. And it is the silliest thing in the world. But when I tell you, you feel so good because all of the things that you have released after laughing, you're like, I feel better. And I feel happier. I'm in a lighter mood. So something as simple as that, right, you know, and then one of my other favorites is practice gratitude. When you practice gratitude, and you literally write down things, whether it's in the morning or at night, and it could be just like three things. You can write down three things that you are grateful for, and it doesn't matter what it is. Like, I'm grateful for a home. I'm grateful for blue skies. I'm like, hello, like, we're in a time period where these Canadian fires are happening and all this smoke and smog is coming. And so, to see a clear sky, you can be grateful for that, and that's okay right we always think it has to be these big things but no like
0: yeah the simple things in life that we just take for granted but that's real mhm and i also just want to go back to what you said about just recognizing those small kisses from God, uh, the, the blessings, the signs, and wonders. I think sometimes in a hustle and bustle, we can just miss it, you know, when God's just trying to remind us that he's present and, and Paul is looking over you and those those blessings that are there. And so I appreciate you challenging us in your devotional to do that. And Latrice, I would love for you to, to talk to someone right now who's listening, who they're going through a valley season. They're in it right now. Uh, and they like, I hear what you're saying, Latrice, but I don't feel like there's no bounce left in me. Uh, what would you say to them to encourage them?
1: I would say be patient with yourself. Give yourself grace. That's first and foremost. And what does it mean to give yourself grace? It means to be gentle, to be kind to yourself. And so you may feel like you don't have the bounce back. I have felt like that many days where I'm just like, I, I don't have it in me. I'm tired of being a strong Black woman. Right. Like I'm tired of showing up and showing out all the time. And I just really just want to like be here and you might have to give yourself a day or two to just be there, to not answer the phone, to not respond to emails, to take off work. But then find what is it that makes you happy? Right. So I'm so grateful to be a Chicago girl that does not live in a landlocked area because water calms my spirit it just makes me happy it brings me joy just to hear it and so I will walk to the lakefront I will close my eyes I will sit down I will close my eyes and just listen to the water right and so you have to find that one simple thing everybody has one thing so it may be you know I joked and mentioned the ice cream earlier if you have your favorite ice cream go get go get the ice cream Forget about the gym for a minute. Forget about the weight. Forget about the calories. Like go get the ice cream to make yourself happy. You have to find a way to bring joy into your life. And so that is step one, because once you find once you take one step towards bringing joy and you you feel good and you feel better, you're like, okay, what's next? I want to take another step. What's the next thing that I can do? Um, And again, we have to talk to people, we have to find at least one person that you can share with, who will help get you out of that, like, quote, unquote, sunken place, right, who will help, you know, get you out of the house, who will tell you, I think one of the days I do I talk about like being intentional as something as simple as like, go take the shower, if you haven't taken a shower in two days, like just go take the shower, right? Now, if you want to put pajamas back on, that's fine. go take the shower at least and use your favorite body wash yeah right like use your favorite body wash you know the lotion that you say oh i only use this lotion when i go out use it (laughs) right like those kinds of things um and it may it may sound simple but you have to it's a choice i tell people all the time you have to make the choice to want to move to the next step whatever that is And if you decide that you want to continue to lay on your couch or lay on your bed because you feel like you can't go on, that is a choice that you're making. And so choose yourself by taking one step towards happiness. That's helpful.
0: Thank you so much, Elle, for sharing that and those words of advice. And if people wanted to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do so?
1: So you can definitely find me on Instagram, Facebook, all of that. L Davis speaks. Um but bouncebackcrew.com, you can also link to the social media channels from that. You can order the book on bouncebackcrew.com and hopefully it's easy to remember cuz it's part book and part community. That's why I got bouncebackcrew.com. Um hope hopefully it rolls off your tongue so that you can can remember. <laughs>
0: It does. It's a great name. And so I encourage everyone to check it out. And thank you so much, Elle, for being on the show with us today. I learned a lot and I just appreciate you and your ministry.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This is such a pleasure. And I, I hope and pray that the message gets to who it needs to get to.
0: I bet it has. And so thank you for that. And I thank you all for tuning into today's episode. I hope you were encouraged by it. And if you were, you know what to do. Please leave a five-star review and share this message with a friend. Also, if you're looking for a Christian counselor or training around trauma healing, please visit our website at faithonthejourney.org. Again, that is faithonthejourney.org. So that's it for this week, family. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, you keep your faith on the journey. I'll see you soon, family.